Why are you worried? You know, uh, we just uh, came off from uh, uh, a week of prayer and fasting, and you prayed your prayers, but you're still worried. Why are you worried? Amen. I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 29. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you wear, it's, uh, is life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? Can anyone of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Amen. And why do you worry about clothes? See how, see how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. Amen. Amen. From this passage, what do we learn? Amen. We learn that it is not natural to worry. Amen. We are part of nature. We are part of God's creation. Anything that was created by God is not supposed to worry. Amen. That's why Jesus said, Look at the birds of the air. They do not reap or sow. But yet, God takes care of them. Amen. Also, we learn that worrying is counterproductive. Can any one of you add a single hour to your life by worrying? You can. When you worry about the past, you can't change anything because it's already done. When you worry about the future, you are worrying about things you can't control. When you worry, you take away God's responsibility in your life. It's like you are saying that I have a father who takes care of me, but I'm not really sure if he can. That's what you're doing when you're saying you're worrying. You know, there are things that we can control in life. And there are some things that we can't control. You can control to submit an application to a certain company for a job. You can control how you're going to edit your resume. But what happens after that, leave it to God. Do not worry about, you know, are they going to give me the job or not? Am I going to go into this school or not? Just leave it to God. Don't worry about that. Amen. Because you can't control what those people, like what decision they're going to come to. But God can. And that is God's responsibility. Sometimes you miss out on your own miracles because you are trying to play God. You are trying to play God. And then God does not have any role in your life. So how do we avoid worrying about life, worrying about anything? I'm going to read from Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. It says, do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. When you look at the two verses, I know we like to quote uh, verse 6 a lot. But if you look at verse 7, it says, and. And is a conjunction. There's a continuation. It means after you pray, the peace of God should be with you. Amen. The peace of God should take away your, your, your 
uh, all your worries. I, I don't know if it's only me, but I don't know if, ever, if you've ever felt like when, I mean, after you pray, like when you pray with all your heart, with all your mind, you feel something different. That feeling is the feeling that is supposed to extend, is supposed to continue for the rest of your life until your miracle comes. Amen. That is the peace of God that comes after prayer. Amen. Uh, so, I mean, from this passage, we learned that the antidote to worrying is prayer. But wait, not just prayer. Prayer plus the peace of God that comes after praying. And this is where also faith comes in. And we go to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, which says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Amen. After praying, your faith should help you to let go, because you know that you have cast all your burdens upon God and is the one who is going to take care of the situation. Amen. You know, uh, when we were praying during this week, the Holy Spirit put something on my mind and uh, that, you know, like many of us in here, uh, we have a lot of things that we prayed for, but they are still hanging out in the atmosphere because we do not have the faith to put them down into existence, into manifestation. Amen. Uh, I mean, if you noticed, whenever Jesus healed someone, he always said, your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. When you pray, you know, uh, we may pray for you, you know, as a congregation. Someone might pray for you, you know, until even tears dry out or until even mucus starts coming out. But if you do not have faith yourself, that thing may never happen. I can give an example. You know, when I was applying for my immigration papers, pastor said, uh, you know, let's pray about this. And, uh, you know, bring your papers, we'll pray over them. And then uh, at the end, she said something. She was, you know what? God can do anything. It's just your faith. And when she said, it's just your faith, I was like, ah, oh, pastor, are you leaving me out to dry out here? You know, I thought, you know, this, uh, you know, uh, this, this faith we are supposed to have a joint faith here but that's when I went uh, into the Bible and I realized that faith it is so personal so when you believe that God is going to do it for you your faith is the one that is going to speak for you your faith is the one that is going to, to because like you know uh, like some of us in here you know uh, people have come to you they have told you they have had dreams about you being successful they have, they have had visions about this thing coming into your life, but that thing is not manifested yet. Why? It's because you lack faith. You have to be, uh, um, you have to have faith. Jesus said that, you know, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you will talk to this mountain and it shall be cast out into the sea. Amen. So now that we know that, you know, faith is one of the things that helps us not to worry. We're going to dwell into the enemies of faith. What are the enemies of faith? What are the things that prevent you from having faith? What, number one is fear. Number two is a worldly, a worldly educated mind. Some, pe some people might want to call it 
uh, an intellectual mind. So how do we tackle this? When it comes to fear, the word of God tells us to trust in God. Psalm 62 verse 8 says, Trust in him at all times, all people. Pour out your heart before God. God is a refugee for us. And then Proverbs chapter 3 verse 56 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And you will make your path straight. When it comes to an intellectual mind, the Bible tells us that do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and what is acceptable and what is perfect. That's Romans 12 verse 2. There's a version that says, be transformed by the renovation of your mind. You know, when you talk about renovation, it's like there's a rearrangement of the way you think. Why? Because, you know, sometimes the things of God don't usually make sense. You know, I can imagine if, you know, one of us in here was like, you know, in the position that uh, Moses was put in by God. God instructed Moses to use his stuff to part the Red Sea. If it was one of us in here, or scientists, they would say, oh, you know what, God, I don't think the way uh, water molecules is born together, I don't think that, that works that way. Uh, you know, physics people would be like, God, I don't think, you know, uh, fluid dynamics is not going to work that way. That's the intellectual mind, amen. It's good to be educated, but being intelligent does not always equal wisdom. And you need to trust in God. God is the one who gives you wisdom. Amen. You know, uh, in my closing, God is saying to you today, you have tried to solve your problems by worrying about your problems, and it hasn't worked. Can you please try not to worry and allow me to take care of you? Amen. Amen. Allow God to take care of you. Just give you... You know, uh, I mean, since we are all educated, we like to experiment. Just give it, you know, like uh, three months. Just allow God. Don't worry about anything. Do not worry about anything. And see what God is going to do for you. I can give an example in my life. You know, when this uh, COVID thing uh, started, I was so calm because I was like, you know what? I know where God has brought me. This thing is not going to eat me alive. I... I remember um, one of my friends was like, oh, you know, we should go and, uh, you know, buy stuff and stock stuff so that, you know, you know things that don't finish and the thing. I was like, ah, okay, I mean I, can, I mean, I can do that, but I know that even if there's nothing out there, God is still going to provide for me. Amen. And, and you know what? You know, people being laid out uh, from jobs and things like that, like for me, you know, for me in my life, at my company, they gave me a raise, number one. They gave me two bonuses. That's what God can do for you if you don't worry. That's what God can do for you if you do not worry. Because when you worry, you take away the responsibility of God in your life. So please stop worrying and trust in God. Amen.